0: in the struggles we choose for ourselves, in the ways we move forward in our lives and bring our world forward with us. It is right to remember the names of those who gave us strength in this choice of living. It is right to name the power of hard lives well lived. We share a history with those lives. We belong to the same motion. For they too were strengthened by what had gone before. They too were drawn on by the vision of what might yet come to be. Those who lived before us, those who struggled for justice and suffered injustice before us, they've not melted into the dust, they've not disappeared. They are with us still. The lives they lived hold us steady. Their words remind us and call us back to ourselves. Their courage and love evoke our own. We, the living, carry them with us. We are their voices, their hands and their hearts. We take them with us and with them choose the deeper path of living. These opening words by Kathleen McTeague. They welcome all who have gathered this morning for our special Sunday service on all souls. Welcome to those who are gathered here in person at Essex Church and also to all who are joining us via Zoom from far and wide. For anyone who doesn't know me, my name is Jane Blackall and I am minister with Kensington Unitarians. This morning's service has the theme of undying echoes as I said to mark All Souls Day which was last Thursday we're going to take some time to remember and honour the loved ones we've lost. It's a chance to reflect on the ways that we have been changed by knowing, loving and being loved by them. And later on in the service there'll be a chance I'll invite you if you wish to name those undying echoes, to name those people and the ways in which their presence, their influence lives on in us and in the wider world after they've gone but before we go any further let's take a moment to really arrive there's plenty going on in the world right now and perhaps in our own individual lives one way or another so perhaps it's all still bouncing around in us as we've arrived here today perhaps it's making itself felt in your body so let's be a bit intentional about putting that to one side if we can just for an hour We can pick it up again later if we need to, but let's shake out any blur we brought in with us. Let's make this hour sacred with our intention, our attention, and our own generous and compassionate presence this day. And let's light our chalice flame too, as we do each time we gather. It's a simple ritual that connects us in loving solidarity with Unitarians and Unitarian Universalists the world over and it reminds us of the proudly progressive religious tradition of which this gathering is part. As we kindle this flame, we honour and remember those who have passed into the mystery, for their brightness lives on in our vision. Their courage lives on in our commitments and their love continues to bless the world through us. Time to sing. Our first hymn today is number 152 in your purple hymn books. Thanks be for these. It's not one we sing that often, so I'm gonna ask Xiaohan to play it through in full before we sing. For those joining via Zoom, the words will be up on your screen. Feel free to stand or sit as you prefer and sing up if you can. Thanks be for these. Let's take all those joys and concerns, both spoken and unspoken, into an extended time of prayer now. This prayer is based on some words by Bruce Southworth. You might want to adjust your position to get more comfortable. You might want to close your eyes or focus on the candles. There might be a posture that helps you to feel more prayerful and to get into the right state of body and mind for us to pray together now. Do what you need to do to be fully present in this sacred time and space, centred in yourself and connected with each other, and with that which is both within us and beyond us. Spirit of life, God of all love, in whom we live and move and have our being, we turn our full attention to you, the light within and without, as we tune into the depths of this life, and the greater wisdom to which and through which we are all intimately connected. Be with us now as we allow ourselves to drop into the silence and the stillness at the center of our being. At moments like this, we gather each in our solitude. May we embrace this moment in silence, allowing each gentle breath to clear our minds and soothe our weary souls. At moments like this, we try to put aside the daily obstacles, the headaches and the irritations. We try to lay down our worries about the world's troubles and open ourselves to the very flow of life. We may carry with us fears and hopes about health or illness, about work or relationships, about success or failure. So for a moment we seek to set them aside too, and take this time to nurture our deeper selves. We know that we need one another, and we must keep faith with one another, if we are to keep faith with the world, to play our part in making peace and justice, to live each day with generosity and mercy, to do the holy work of love. So in this quiet time when we open ourselves to the depths, may we sense and know the spirit of life and love within us ever at hand, guiding and sustaining so that the strength we need and the compassion the world needs will come to us in our times of trial and transformation. And in a few moments of shared stillness now, Let us call to mind those people and situations who are on our hearts this morning. Thinking all of those issues that concern us both close to home and in troubled places the world over. And let us hold them gently in loving kindness for a while. let us hold ourselves in loving kindness too for each of us faces our own private struggles we must each discern a way through all of life's many challenges and opportunities so let us rest in self-compassion for a while as we each ask silently for what we most need this day And let us take a further moment to reflect on this week just gone in a spirit of gratitude. Let us notice and give thanks for all of those blessings, be them large or small, that have helped to lift our spirits. Maybe we can prepare our hearts to receive life's goodness more fully in this week ahead.
1: All Souls by May Sarton Did someone say there would be an end? An end? Oh, an end to love and mourning? Such voices speak when sleep and waking blend, the cold, bleak voices of the early morning. When all the birds are dumb in dark November. Remember and forget forget, remember. After the false night, warm, true voices wake, voice of the dead that touches the cold living through the pale sunlight once more gravely speak. Tell me again while the last leaves are falling. Dear child, what has been once so interwoven cannot be raveled or ungiven. Now the dead move through all of us, still glowing, mother and child, lover and mate, lover and lover mated, are wound and bound together enflowing, What has been platted cannot be unplatted. Only the strands grow richer with each loss, and memory makes kings and queens of us. Dark into light, light into darkness spin, when all the birds have flown to some real haven. We who find shelter in the warmth within, listen and feel now new cherished, new forgiven, as the lost human voices speak through us and blend our complex love, our mourning without end.
0: Thanks, Julia. And if, like me, you need more than one go at reading a poem, the words of that are on your hymn sheet to take away speaking of which our next hymn is on your hymn sheet on the back undying echoes the hymn for which today's service was named it echoes the theme of that poem which juliet just read for us and uh, as usual the words will also be up on screen this is another one we only get to sing once a year really so again if you could play that through in full undying echoes next reading by the UU Minister Victoria Safford, it's become quite a regular feature of our all Souls services. I make no apology for that. I would happily include it every year, not least because we will hear it with new ears each time as we experience new losses and our perspective shifts over the years. For me, the piece speaks so well of one of the biggest questions of life and death we can ever ask, One about which the answer is destined to remain always, to a large degree, unknowable. So this is what Safford has to say on the matter. Where do they go, do you think, when they die? Our mothers and brothers and lovers, colleagues, children and friends. You turn your head and suddenly they've slipped away. But where? What's happened? What remains? I find myself telling a young child things I didn't know I believe about death. Things that shock me and make me wonder. We come across a small dead turtle in the road and we decide to bury it. So with a little stick we scrape a space on the edge of someone's grass verge and put the little disk of shell in the hollow of the earth. And I tell what will happen to the turtle to the muscle and blood and the eyes and the shell. He loves this. It all goes back to the earth, I say, into new soil, and new plants will use it and grow, and birds will eat the plants, or we will, and the birds will scatter seed, which turtles might eat, round and round and round it goes. This much I know is true. But I also say, because the child is clearly waiting to hear more. Clearly he knows this cannot be all. I say, and the spirit of the turtle comes out and goes back into everything, into the stars and the sun and to you and me. Everything the turtle was returns to everything and it is not lost. We're both a little shocked at that and ponder as we continue walking on. That same child was told not long ago by a well-meaning relative that her dead cat, the relative's dead cat is happy now in kitty heaven. And the fact is though I roll my supercilious eyes and make derisive noises, I don't know now and never will whether kitty heaven is real or kitty hell for that matter. The child and I and all the poets and philosophers, all the scientists and scholars, we are all equal in our ignorance on this. And equal in our expertise when someone asks what will happen to the turtle or to us? Bowel and blood and bone change into other things, dust and drop and molecule. But what about the soul? The heart is water and flesh. It decomposes fast or burns, but what of the heart's contents? What we know for sure when someone dies is loneliness what we know is the lifelong struggle to remember. What we know beyond biology and chemistry, what we know forever and ever are the questions. What remains of him or her? What remains of you in me? Words from Victoria Safford. So let's take that story, perhaps quite familiar to some of us now. Let's take that story into an extended time of meditation. I'm going to invite you to spend some time pondering that question. What remains of him, of her, of them, in me? For those of you who are here in person, uh, there's space in the centre of your hymn sheet. Uh, you might want to have a look at that with, some sim- with a simple prompt for you to ponder. Perhaps write down what comes up. Um, And for those of you who are online, there was a link to the downloadable version, which I think uh, Sherry has put in the text box. I'd encourage you to notice who comes to mind. Maybe people you were very close to have died. Maybe the loss was really recent. Please be gentle with yourself in where and how you focus in this time. Or it might be you're more fortunate. Perhaps your life so far is relatively untouched by such loss. In that case, perhaps you can think about prominent public figures or artists or activists who have left undying echoes in your lives. So we're going to move into a time of silence now, during which you can reflect and note things down. Um, Think about the ways in which the presence of our loved ones lives on in us and in the wider world. There'll be a chance to name these loved ones and to share a little bit of what's come up for you later in the service. Perhaps you can reflect on ways in which they've shaped your way of being in the world. After three minutes silence that'll end with the sound of a bell and we're going to hear some more lovely music from the Cayenne Quartet to continue the meditative mood. So again let's each do what we need to do to get comfortable, adjust your position if you need to, you might want to get your feet flat on the floor to feel more grounded. And these suggestions they are only an offering feel free to use this time to meditate in your own way. and To send you into the silence and the pondering. You might want to think about these words by Leslie Takahashi. They are more than remembered, they are memory itself. For what we love lives on in the way our beloved dead accompany us through our life. Their words and wisdom our guide, their humor our relief. Their restless concern for the world, our charge. So we come to a time in our service to mark all souls with this simple ritual to honor the memory of those we love who have died. UU minister Christine Robinson says this, that this darkening time of the year our thoughts turn to things past, to life retreating, to those who are no longer with us. Images come to our minds of dear companions, those who once graced our lives loved ones who we miss, persons who made an impact on us, all of those who were here, contributing, caring, and who are now gone. Our memories bring both joy and sadness. Let us not push those feelings away. For our recollections attest to the enduring importance of these friends, this love, our memories. May these brave and lovely spirits live again in our tender thoughts and prove that death and distance are powerless to sever the bonds that connect truly loving hearts. So we've got about 10 minutes or so for our sharing. We'll do it in a similar way to the Candles of Joy and Concern. I'll invite the people in the room to come up first and then I'll call on the people on Zoom. As ever, it's an invitation, not an obligation. There's no pressure to join in, but the invitation is open to you all. By default, we're gonna leave this bit in the recording that goes on YouTube. But if you wanna join in, but not be in the video, just let me know after the service and we'll edit you out this afternoon. So for those in the room, if you'd like to come up, I'll give you the microphone. I think we'll pass the mic hand to hand so you can get it in close. Um, We'd invite you to name the person you want to remember or several light a candle for them and just say something if you'd like to to honor the way in which their presence their influence lives on in you so you are welcome to name more than one person but be aware of how long you're speaking so that everyone who wants to have a go can do so even though there's much more to say than we can say about our loved ones in this time of course there's time to carry on the conversation after the service. Maybe I'll light the first one to get us started. I light this candle for my dear friend, Jeff, who died in the spring. Um, What lives on is memories of the jokes and the curmudgeonly hours of moaning we shared, and I wish I could still have those Moany conversations and Sunday roasts with him.
2: I'm going to light this candle for my dad, who died over forty years ago. He was he was young. His death was sudden and unexpected, and the family brought together and looked after my mom. And it's only several years later that I realized I hadn't grieved. And then it's only really in the last decade that I realized just what his legacy was in me. So thank you, Dad.
1: Yeah, this this uh, candle is uh, for my sister Jo who died uh, who died this year and she was my older sister uh but I, I never really knew her. Uh she was suffered with mental illness for, for most of her life and and I was abroad for a lot of uh our, our time uh as adults. Uh she taught me something very special about love you know because she was such a loving woman uh and i and i, was, and I never ever heard her speak ill of anyone and that's a rare thing so this is for Joe. thanks john And um, I want to light a candle for several people. First of all, Carol Grace, who died this week, who was a member of the congregation. And she was a very intelligent, and very funny woman. So I wanted to remember her. Also for my parents, Lily and Henry Tuckwell, who died over 20 years ago. And I think they taught me the value of hard work and respecting other people. My dad was always trying to help other people. And my sister, Jill, who died about five years ago in cancer. And she was really brave because she was so scared of water. But she actually took swimming lessons, and she did so well. In the end, she taught swimming, which was an amazing thing to do. And lastly, my father-in-law, Frank, who was a really generous person, and he would invite people to stay at his flat that he barely knew.
2: In fact, one young Polish man became a lodger and stayed for 15 years. <laughs> so I want to remember all of them.
3: Thanks,
0: Liz. And don't hold back because I have got more candles if you want to do one each.
4: I'm lighting this candle for my sister Beth. Uh, she died eight years ago. And she was my best friend in the world. And she was the most amazingly passionate woman for children. She was a teacher, an art teacher, and she just loved all children. She made them feel so wonderful and so good about themselves. This is for Beth.
2: I prepared a little something, uh, and I I I will read this because otherwise I'll say too little and clam up or go rambling on indefinitely. The candle will be for Michael, the philosopher who lived upstairs in the same block of flats. We met in 1977, shortly after I'd moved in. He'd studied philosophy at Oxford and taught it as a polytechnic and was very enthusiastic about it. And I caught this enthusiasm, but found that spiritual matters were neglected in in most modern philosophy. And I eventually shifted to theology. From there, a long and winding road brought me here. Michael was generous, but led a rather chaotic life, drank too much, and died in 1982. Jane is lighting a candle for my little brother who died a month ago. Quite unexpectedly. Bastard, just sneaking off. Unexpectedly, how did he dare? He did dare. He just did everything he wanted to do and that was inspirational. He was a fantastic engineer and built fantastic 30 meter long zeppelins that could be used by people stepping inside and flying up in the air. And that's how we thought about his departure. He has now been turned into ashes. And I find it terrible to think about him burning in the crematorium of... So he's not quite dead for me, obviously, but the ashes will be strewn in a meadow, by trees where birds are singing. That was his first love of flying objects. He never learned to ask me what I wanted to talk about. Younger brother. He said, my older sister you're supposed to know everything. No I didn't. No I don't. (laughs) Thanks,
0: Mikana. It's been Marianne and then
4: I'll come to you. A um, list, a whole list came up uh, from people I've loved who have called um, from home and from this home here and the names are Hector, Marie-Antoinette, Clémence, Yvonne, Denis, Giselle. I my nephew Robin who died very young. They Francis, my brother Francois, Christian, Adele, Anne, another Anne, Pierre, Flo, Geraldine, Julian, and our very old Maureen, and of course my beloved brother Jacques, who died during lockdown, who is in my book very much alive. I can't see him, but I hear him. Um, well, I don't hear a voice, but I hear him. And also is heard by some of my friends, some who are here today, and I'm very grateful for how much support and prayers they gave when, when he passed.
0: Thanks, Marianne. Are there any more candles in the room?
2: This morning I've been thinking about all the dear women friends I've lost. And there have been many of them. Women I marched with, walked with, talked with, argued with, sang with, got drunk with, laughed with, cried with. And it's made me realise how much I need to hold close those friends I still have. So this is for Iris, Jenny, Jean, Margaret, Carol, Jackie. There's a whole list of them and I'm so sad they've gone.
0: If there's no others in the room, I've thought of at least four more I want to add. Four of the many matriarchs of this congregation that I've seen down the years. I think in particular of Patricia Walker-Hessen, of Doris Campbell, of Stephanie Saville, and of Caroline Blair. Yeah, Doris was in there. (laughs) All of whom were extremely committed to this place and kept the show on the road and uh, handed it on to us. So if that's everyone in the room, we're going to go over to the people on Zoom. Again, uh, we're going to do this slightly different to the joys and concerns. Um, if you're ready to speak, if you want to speak, please put your hand up and Ramona will spotlight you when she sees you. And when she invites you to unmute, please do so and go ahead and speak. That just will help make sure that we don't miss who you're lighting the candle for.
1: Um. Thank you. Um, This is a candle for my grandchild and in fact for all children across the world and for their parents and family. Um, The death of a child is somehow in my experience very different from uh, death of an adult um, and leaves a huge gap with lots of what if? I wonder what they would have been like. I wonder what they would have done. We know they would have contributed, but just how? All those questions which are unanswered. So for Arthur and for all children who have died, for their parents and family and friends. Thank you. Thanks, Rachel. Thank you.
5: Thank um, First, I'd like to add to uh, Jane's list, Betty Evans uh, from this congregation. My first visit many, many years ago, uh, I had a lovely, welcoming visit with her during coffee hour. Um, this uh, service all Souls has meant, especially uh, been especially meaningful to me uh, for many many years. In that, my mother, who it's the picture I have, um, died in 1980, and she was uh, the prime example in my life of. An everyday saint, which uh, um, we were encouraged to remember last week in the service. She was a great one. Uh, And many people uh, agreed with me. And I was just lucky to be able to call my mother, Inez, uh, my mother, she died in 1980 on October 31st. So the uh, All Souls service has been especially meaningful over the years. Uh, additionally, more recently, uh, our friend, English friend, Audrey Pendergast died in 2021 in December And she has long been a central part of our Christmas New Year tradition. So at this time, uh, she is especially missed and remembered. So a candle for both Inez and Audrey. Thank you.
0: Thanks, Lee. going to draw things to a close thank you for joining in this our all souls ritual perhaps we'll close it with a blessing spirit of life god of all love and we know best in our own loving and being loved hold us as we remember those we've loved and those who love us may our gratitude shine in our lives May our tears soothe our tender souls. Help us to know that we are not alone in our grieving. And help us also to come to that peaceful place in which we can take what we've learned from those who've gone before us and integrate it into our own daily lives. Remind us too that we are mortal. And the only enduring legacy we have is the love. lives on in us. Amen. One last hymn an uplifting one to finish it's number 44 in your purple hymn books think give thanks for life it's actually a repeat of the tune we ended with last week and uh, plenty of hallelujahs so stand or sit as you prefer give thanks for life. (laughs) Just some announcements now. Thanks to Ramona for tech hosting in challenging circumstances. Thanks to Sherry for welcoming everyone online. Thanks to Juliet for reading, and of course to everyone who contributed to the service. Thanks to the Client Quartet for the lovely music and for Shaowen accompanying us on piano for the first time today. Thanks to Benji for singing support as ever. Liz has already gone to put the kettle on for coffee, and thanks to Julia for greeting this morning. For those of you who are here in person, I've made raspberry Madeira cake, I didn't burn it this week. Please do stay for a cuppa and some treats. If you're joining online, hang on for a chat if you can. We've got various small group activities coming up. Heart and soul, our online contemplative spiritual gathering takes place twice a week. This week's theme is Legacy. Let me know if you want to come tonight or Friday. The in-person poetry group is happening this Wednesday as a chance to share your favorite poems and reflect on them in good company. Have a word with Brian if you want to know more about that. Next Sunday will be our remembrance service hosted by me and Patricia and details of all of these activities and more are on the back of your order of service and in the Friday email if you're not already on the mailing list do get on it that's how you find out what's going on. We very much have a life beyond Sunday morning so I encourage you to keep in touch look out for each other and do what you can to nurture supportive connections so just some closing words and closing music now in this season of remembrance we remember in gratitude all those who came before us to prepare the paths we now tread We remember in love our family friends and lovers who though not with us today still guide our footsteps We remember in awe the miracles of daily life which inspire us and lift our spirits. We remember in joy the love divine and human which surrounds and uplifts us always. We remember in peace the light within us all that brings the strength we need for growth. And we remember in acceptance our task of sharing that inner light with all around us wherever we may go. May it be so for the greater good of all. Amen.